There's something magical about unboxing. When you unbox BritBox, you uncover a world of British entertainment. Stream the UK's most brilliant series, including new and upcoming seasons of Shetland, Father Brown and Death in Paradise. Plus new originals like Payback, Irvin Welsh's Crime and Archie, the story of Hollywood's greatest leading man, Cary Grant. Unbox BritBox and escape to the best of British TV. Stream with a free trial at BritBox.com. Welding instructor Alex DeClaire knows firsthand how VR training platforms like ForgeFX can help meet the demand for skilled workers. Anywhere you go look, there's going to be a shortage of welders. VR training can help welding students learn the skills they need to begin and advance in their career. The beauty of virtual reality is it simulates that exact muscle memory that they need. Explore more stories like Alex's at meta.com slash metaverseimpact. When you're alone and wish that you could just bone, you know that you can go to Pound Town. If your head is reeling, just ignore all your feelings. You can always go to Pound Town. Romancing the podcast shows you rom-coms aren't so pretty, like a bunch of cheating assholes who all live in New York City. Rich people suck. You know, Mikey's a ghosting king, and Todd's into Ryan Reynolds. Page wants Kurt every week to go to Pound Town, even with a fiance. Pound Town, what would your best friend say? Pound Town, this podcast is waiting for you. Pound Town. Thank you for tuning into Romancing the Pod. You had us at hello. I'm Paige Wesley. I'm Mikey Randolph. And I'm Todd Schlosser. And this week, Paige, of course, made us watch <laughs> 365 360. Days. I like how everyone's pinning this on me as if in our group chat and in the Facebook group and on other episodes, we haven't all been like, this movie is fucking nuts. We have to do it. Fuck y'all. Okay, Paige, <laughs> that would be one thing, except also in the group chat, you're like, Massimo can get it, right, guys? Yeah. Okay, but he's a good-looking dude, right? I mean, if he didn't have some of the worst tattoos I've ever seen in my life, yeah, maybe. Okay, I fell down a rabbit hole looking for those tattoos because the one on his chest just says Cloud in Buffy the Vampire Slayer font. Yeah. What? (laughs) What even is it? Paige, I did the same thing, and I found an article that says... Michel Monroe or whatever however you say his name I, I think it's I think it's Marone okay Marone. Michel Marone's 19 tattoos and their meanings oh, oh fuck God. thank God because I could not find it and I went down a oh, rabbit page. hole on yeah. interviews he has given and he is a hefty bag of weird and yeah. so is the screenwriter who of this movie there's so many crazy interviews fun facts is gonna be wild good but i can tell you right now cloud that tattoo cloud yeah, yeah. okay what what is it is named after his pet dog <laughs> Paige, you're supposed to start off i am i am but i am so curious about the rest of the tattoos let me just tell you what i think is the dumbest tattoo yeah uh, or i maybe not dumbest i think it is like indicative of this person just being an, an unsufferable douche and <laughs> that is the tattoo on his hand that is words okay yes not the yeah. phoenix with the skull in it but the one that, right. that is words says 
everyone will come to my funeral to make sure that I'm dead. <laughs> he tattooed that on his hand, Paige. <laughs> oh my goodness. See, here's the thing. I don't know if it's like after reading way too many interviews with him, because I like I was up till like 3.30 in the morning last night. I fell down <laughs> rabbit holes because I like as I was going through the movie, I kept having like because now the first time I watched it, I was like, this is just madness. And I was like live tweeting in the group and everything. This time I'm watching it for like notes. And I just kept having weird questions of like, why is this like, is this something they did for the character? Is this him? What's happening? No, it's him. And then when I went to go do fun facts, literally all of the available fun facts in the normal like two or three places that I go for fun facts were about him it was it was almost like they weren't movie fun facts as much as just him fun facts and then a handful of real crazy ones about the screenwriter and i was just like what i can't wait oh you mean the screenwriter is an algorithm that they took 50 shades into and vaguely american songs and then built a movie around it <laughs> the screen the screenwriter who also wrote the books there's also two other these story are based credits. on books yes what yes Do you know who buys and reads these kind of books todd people at the busted bodice page Paige does because Rick this, Bottas doesn't carry these. You have to special order them. But and they come in a brown paper bag. <laughs> I think they're like we're ashamed. <laughs> I mean, this movie is so like pornographic. I felt weird watching it. Like, okay, so like Natalie had a girls' night last night. So I like <laughs> she leaves and then I like settle in and like turn on this movie and I'm like, am I like? watching porn while my girlfriend's not yes. at home like that is yes i felt, yes, I felt guilty are. about that yeah i i mean yeah it's it's wild there it, the sex <laughs> in it is simulated i do want to confirm because that's one of the things that like if you go online you'll find a bunch of people being like no they had sex for real in this movie they did not uh you can actually see the privacy patches in some parts in the movie yeah but okay so stephanie meyer writes twilight right stealing many things from charlene harris then 50 Shades comes around. Right. Uh, or E.L. James. Stole a bunch of stuff from... Well, she writes fan fiction, and I believe it was originally called Master of the Universe. It was. I'm sorry, she wrote He-Man he fan he fiction? He-Man <laughs> <he> porn. <laughs> I mean, honestly, shot for shot this movie, but it's He-Man? I'm here for it. Come on, baby, get on my Man of War. <laughs> <laughs> Skeletor is the other the mob boss. boss. <laughs> <laughs> uh, then... <laughs> Blanca uh, Lipinska okay. writes her version, which it, it it's it all builds like, and you you realize that they get crazier. Like you know, Twilight is is Mormon levels of crazy. Yes, Fifty Shades is Seventh Day Adventist levels <laughs> of crazy. <laughs> Fifty Shades is misunderstanding BDSM relationships level of crazy. That's my biggest complaint. Yes. And then this movie is like, what if you misunderstood the BDSM of Fifty Shades, but then we're like, let's take it further. And another one. What are you, DJ Khaled, but for porn? Like, this <laughs> is a terrible movie. But, Mike Page, you, you picked it. You've got to start off with how you felt about it. I feel like we should get this out of the way early. Kidnapping is bad? Okay, you just want to do a little... Little asterisk about that. For I'm this kidding. Whole no, no. Kidnapping is terrible. Uh, we have to get it out of the way because we have to be able to talk about the plot, air quotes, plot 
of this movie just to get through it. But if we stopped every time we're like, remember that she's kidnapped, it'll take us a million days to get through this movie. I feel like I will probably say it a couple of more times. Sure, of course, of course. I have seen how much you've gushed on Massimo's character the last- Massimo's a monster, but he is very attractive looking. Anyway, so like- So what she's saying is that she, before Jake, would have been okay- with being kidnapped by a monster as long as that monster was rich and hot. Jake doesn't matter. He could just Photoshop Jake fucking somebody and still kidnap Paige and she'd be like, thank you for rescuing me. Honestly, if if Jake was head of the, I don't know, Southern Texas mafia or whatever, and he kidnapped me, I'd be sort of okay with it. So I get it. Hold that thought, Mikey, about the Photoshopped photos because I do want to talk about that because I didn't think about that the first time I watched it. And it is something I thought about this time. There are multiple points where he's like, I'll never touch you without your consent. And then proceeds to grope her. And I'm like, what? bro, yeah. <laughs> like, what are we doing here? Yeah. And this is, I think, the first time a man has ever lied about that. So it's shocking. <laughs> right. Right. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> this movie is toxic. It is not relationship goals. No. No one should look at this as romantic. I just want to get all of that out of the way immediately. Like, because she's about to say it's sexy as fuck. No, because much like Fifty Shades, I want to quantify it. This is not like you should not be looking at this and being like, yeah. I feel like the only place <laughs> most of this movie is appropriate is within the consigns of confines of a sexual fantasy yes. in which you and a partner would role play things like this with consent and safe yes. words. You guys are going to be so pissed, but my couch will be delivered in 10 minutes. No, that's fine. Well, I mean, it's fine. We'll, we'll figure it out. 10 to 1, they are coming at 10. It's because you were their first delivery and they're still a little bit late. I guarantee it. I <laughs> do think it's really funny that I made fun of you for yeah. like, they're not going to come on time. And they're literally like immediately. <laughs> Paige cursed them. Oh, that's so funny. She's I'm like, sorry. they'll never come. You'll never be the first one. 10 to 1, see them at 3. You'll never get your couch. That's been my experience is they're like, we'll be there 10 to 1 on Tuesday. And it's like Thursday at 8 p.m. You're just like, oh, great. Thanks for showing up. Leave all this in. This is actually kind of funny. (laughs) Okay. Yeah, I'll see you in 15 minutes. (laughs) (laughs) The first call was a robot voice saying, your delivery will be there in approximately 10 minutes. That was the actual guy saying, we'll be there in 15 minutes. (laughs) So all that to say, this is not a aspirational scenario but i do understand what you're saying about if you look at this whole movie like it is not reality like it's a sexual fantasy then i'm more okay with what's happening because i assume that if it is a sexual fantasy even though it doesn't appear that way everyone is consenting but that is like some huge mental gymnastics i am having to do to make me okay with it what you should have done is break this film up into 15 minute segments and then just uploaded the internet (laughs) to Pornhub. it's just porn like there's no film (laughs) A, to to address Todd's point first. Yeah, I don't think this movie is depicting that. I think if you're going to watch this movie, that's how you should approach it. If you don't, it is terrible. Like, if you don't, it is terrifying. Yeah. For a split second, her best friend was like, this is all terrible. But then she's like, nah, let's go. Nah, let's go. Uh, It's fine. Don't worry about it. Let's get a spa day. I'm sure it'll all work out with our fourth makeover montage of the film there's conservatively a million and a half montages in this goddamn I, movie i noted everyone oh, so like hell yeah do you have a montage count i gotta have a montage count i love it i mean there's no dialogue we literally could get done talking about this movie in 30 minutes yes and we might have to because your sofa's on the way 
Yeah. That's true. <laughs> I'm so excited about it. It's because he split his last one in half, Paige. Yeah, I remember. With the women. Uh, no, I wasn't there. I'm just, I've heard about it. <laughs> I kidnapped Paige for 365 oh, God, days no. and she had to watch That's why I've room. done that many episodes of this podcast. Uh, no. Uh, so, again, to bring this point in for a landing, because I can't seem to get it finished. Just to close the loop. Yeah, to close, close the loop. Tie it up with a bow. It's terrible. Think of it as a fantasy, but also B, this movie is not just terrible on a, hey, this is a real toxic, abusive relationship. It's also just kind of badly made in a hilarious way. Oh, yeah. Like the pacing is all over the place where in some cases it's paced way too slow because we're literally just like watching them have sex over and over again for some of the longest sex scenes on film i'm gonna be honest with you and i got bored through a lot of them i'm like i get it i've seen both of them naked a lot at this point and i'm bored with it Mm -hmm. they're as long as the room and previously the room had some of the longest sex scenes ever but then when you get to the plot they're skipping and going so fast that you don't fully know what's going on to me this film has all of those weird issues where it kind of feels surreal and it has like a weird visual effects i think like yes. it, the way it's filmed the whole thing feels like a pornographic video game cutscene. <laughs> yes, Mikey. It, Mikey, you're you're not entirely wrong it's all shot in clo- like there's a lot of like close side frame close-ups yeah like a video game cutscene would do there's a lot of drone shots of establishing where they are yeah. in buildings and i think a lot of that is it was not filmed in the u.s and i think they're trying to make it look cool where it's like look at this exotic movie because it, it is filmed like in sicily and yeah. in poland and a bunch of other places and honestly Paige, it's beautiful like a lot of those establishing shots are like Fucking stunning. I love it. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Anyway, so like Mikey, do you want to do your first thoughts? No, it's just this long ass fever pornographic video game cutscene that's toxic (laughs) about you kidnap someone and then force them to have I mean, like technically rape. I mean, let's I mean like Yeah, Yeah, she's kidnapped. She's kidnapped. Call it what it is. It is, yes, one hundred percent. But if you had said that this was Leisure Suit Larry presents 365 days. I'd be like, okay, now I sort of understand because it's like a video game sort of thing, right? It's so terrible. Like, so much, so much going down on people. Like, just so many times. It's a lot. There's a lot of going down on people. Yeah, it's a a great movie. (laughs) Going down on people in a way that I'm like, who did you think your target audience was for this? I feel like a lot of the blowjob scenes are done in a very male gaze way. Do you mean like the whole movie? I, I don't know. Like, I feel like a lot of the movie is very male gazy. Not all yeah. of it. There, there are sections that are definitely more female gaze, but they don't seem to marry together. And I don't think a lot of I don't think a lot of straight dudes are going to be watching this movie until they find out what's in it, I guess. To wrap my first impressions up. Yeah, yeah. Um, put a bow on it, baby. This is a extremely toxic, yeah. terrible, you can watch better porn. Yes. And I have, Mikey. You can do better, baby girl. <laughs> <laughs> I, I will say there's there's different porn. And, and I'll talk about that a little bit of like why this probably did as well as it did. 
based on the porn landscape that is out there for the audience of this movie. Well, this movie opens with a scene about sex trafficking underage adults. Well, that's because they have to establish our mobsters that we will be following as quote-unquote good mobsters because they will sell drugs and they'll run protection rackets and all that shit, but they won't traffic minors. <laughs> Except he does that. That's exactly what he does for the year is he sex traffics her. Well, and he crosses international lines no. with a kidnapping. That's, Nizzo that is true. With the, he does, with, yes, he Mikey. does. But she's an adult. It's the the movie trying to Adults give can be us sex traffic. Well, and they often are. And they often are. The movie trying to make that the reason that air quotes Massimo is good yes. is hilarious I to know. me. I because literally it's wrote so that down. Misguided. So misguided. When I was watching, I was like, "Is this movie fucking gaslighting me into thinking that this person is a good person?" Well, he does have tattoos of arrows across his shoulders to highlight his shoulders, mm -hmm. so maybe. And Massimo is like Todd <laughs> levels of hairy, so it's not working for, for that. I am not that hairy. Massimo's not that hairy. He's got chest hair, but that's not weird. Well, that's because the camera didn't pay down, but when he's in the shower and she, he's like, you're just going to look at it? If you fan down, it's just like a huge... A huge bush area. Nope. That's one of multiple scenes where you can see his like privacy pouch thing. Yeah. Well, he's a never nude. That's a subplot they cut. Yeah. If it was me in this, it would just be me in like small cut off jean shorts. Short. <laughs> are you just going to look at them or are you going to do something about it? I am furious that this movie is called 365 Days when they establish at the end of it that it takes place over 60. Like, you can't have him kidnap her Wait, on her I fucking birthday and then not <laughs> yeah. end with her birthday. Like, I couldn't believe that it ends 60 days after she's kidnapped. Well, it's, it's a little more than 60. Well, but okay, still. but they establish at the end of this movie, like right before she goes to try on fucking wedding dresses that it's right. been 60 days it's been two months and then it yeah. ends with her driving back from getting her wedding dress like what yeah. they, wh i wish there were no sequels because her dying at the end is pretty much what happens if you're kidnapped and sex trafficked with a mafia. But but Mikey, she doesn't die at the end. Their car ran out of gas you, in that tunnel and the cops stopped to help them. Okay, so that's not what happened. Well, I mean, but we don't know. That's my point. Well, here's what's crazier. Because I know we're eventually going to do the sequel, but I have to talk about this. Cause, and I had forgotten that this is how the movie ended because I watched them back to back. Oh, yeah. I would assume they murder her friend because her friend's got dark hair and she no, changed. No, no. Her, her friend, friend is going to end up with the other up guy. Up with yeah. Yeah, I knew yeah. it. I fucking knew it. I'm so happy. And honestly, you spend a lot of the second movie rooting for her and Domenico, and they have a lot of sex scenes in the second movie. No, the second movie starts months after what and doesn't explain anything <laughs> and they're like remember how you lost that baby in the attack no other explanation we don't know who attacked we don't know what attacked. like they never show the attack no we what? don't know if they end up in the <sighs> hospital we don't know any of it okay, let me go Make sure my stuff's unlocked and stuff. All right. That was pretty quick for a furniture delivery. It was, pretty, was quick, pretty quick, yeah. But do you guys want to get into the movie so we can talk about it scene by scene? Yeah. Nice. Sure. I had time to calculate the installation cost of that bathroom. Thank you. <sighs> you talk about the bathroom that's more square footage than my whole entire home? Yes. I budgeted that that bathroom is probably approximately 100 square feet. That seems small. I think that bathroom may be 200 square feet. I debated between 100 and 200, so I have the pricing for 100. That shower 
seemed 100 square feet. Yeah, it did. Th- that's what I mean. The uh, the shower, oh, ju- I think, is 100 square feet. You're talking about just the shower, then. You're talking about just the shower. I'm talking about the, the, the whole the, the apartment-style bathroom. <laughs> yeah. I do think the bathroom as a whole, probably 200 square feet, but I think that shower on its own is 100 square feet. Oh, God. Anyway, let's get into this movie. So we open in Lampedusa on the Mediterranean Sea, and there's like a weird fort thing with a satellite dish. And essentially, it's two mob families meeting. Uh, One mob family is like, we want to traffic children because it's good money. And then the other mob family is like, you dishonor the family. We're only going to murder and do drugs. Right. Yeah. You're the bad kind of mobsters. <laughs> you're the bad mobsters. And that's when I was like, oh, shit, this movie is gaslighting me into thinking Massimo is not a terrible, terrible person. All right. Or his whole family. like His, his whole family. heir apparent to a mafia empire. So, yeah. Right, 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 right. And I do love that in this scene, his dad, like, walks over to him while he's, like, looking through the binoculars at Laura. You know, and his dad is, like, more or less giving the Mufasa everything the light touches is going to be yours one day speech. <laughs> right. And I was like, holy shit, is this going to be, like, sexy Lion King? It wasn't, but I wanted that movie. Everything Ooh. where the sun don't shine will be yours one day. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Controversial statement. The woman on the beach is not Laura. I don't think it's Laura. Okay. I think he's a delusional person and is mentally ill and has kidnapped a woman that just vaguely looks like a woman he saw. And (laughs) that's what we're seeing. And part of the reason I think this, because I kind of suspected it last time I watched it. And then I believe it even more now watching this a second time. We don't get a close enough view of the woman on the beach. But even when we kind of do see her, she looks like Laura, but I like I couldn't 100% confirm for you that it is Laura. Then later when he's telling her the story, like we kind of get glimpses and it is her. But then at the end of the movie where he thinks Laura may have died, there's a flash of a different woman in the in that cut in that montage no i thought that was her because they show that that cut montage thing a few times everyone looks the same i know there's there's <laughs> definitively two different re- women and the reason i know is they're wearing two different lip colors like specifically they have different shaped lips and are wearing different makeup so it's not even the same actress i'm not prepared to argue this because i did not pay attention that closely i it's not the same actress i, I here's here's where i think it is I think the movie is telling you that it's the same person, but the scene on the beach, I can't verify that it's the same person, but I also can't find another actress for that. So like maybe it is and they just shot it at different times and didn't continuity edit like and didn't notice that she looked different in like different enough to look like a different person i don't know i'm not sure it really matters because the whole movie is so low rent bonkers that it, it, it's just something you would overlook naturally because everything yeah, I mean, you overlooked the yeah. plot so you know yeah but yeah i have a weird headcanon that it's not her and he is mentally ill i mean he's mentally ill either way regardless yeah. <laughs> regardless yeah. so the mob meeting is going down massimo is bored and so he gets binoculars he looks at a woman on the beach right may or may not be laura may or may not be laura <laughs> so his dad Lara, comes over Lara. 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 his dad comes over and is just like 
you know, what do you think about that deal? And he's like, no, because we don't traffic children. And then as they're talking about it, he was like, but son, it took those men a lot of hard work to steal that middle school class. <laughs> the whole class? <laughs> Jesus. Yeah. Because it was like 20 kids. <laughs> yeah, it was, it was a lot of children, unfortunately. As they're talking about it, his dad gets shot through the back and the bullet goes through his heart and into Massimo. So he Massimo and his dad are both gravely injured. Oh, and they shared blood. That's so disgusting. I have so much to say about this because when they're establishing this first scene, they show you that they are in the only building for miles on like a cliff over the ocean or whatever. Correct. That bullet comes in from a upward angle where it would have to have been shot from a fucking helicopter you would have heard or a skyscraper that's non-existent. Bro, it's a hot air balloon. Sniper. <laughs> yes. King Louis the the sixth shot the him parachute. from the past. If you can add peripheral random video game levels around the scenes, the movie makes a lot more sense. Mikey, my thought was that it was a meteorite. <laughs> <laughs> I will do you both one better. Okay. Because they're shot. Massimo's dad dies. They were hit by a meteorite, Paige, please. Hit by a meteorite. <laughs> uh Massimo's about to be rushed to a hospital. But the shot the of the film pulls back like a full drone shot. And something I did not notice the first time, but definitely noticed this time, is that the portion of the roof where they get shot is covered with a tarp that's supposed to match the roof. Yeah. Which means that clearly the whatever building they were shooting on was like, don't get blood on our fucking building. Yep. And so there's like a tarp there for them to shoot on and then clean up. And I laughed hysterically at that. Yeah. This movie makes a lot more sense if you picture Max Payne coming to kill them <laughs> oh. the whole time. Honestly, if you would added any action scenes, but in bullet time, I'd have been like, I'm on board for this. I mean, that's who shot his dad was Max Payne. <laughs> no, I thought it was James McAvoy from Wanted because he had to spin oh, that bullet. Oh, he had to curve the yeah, bullet. Yeah, he had to curve that bullet. I can't bullet. talk about the curved bullets. I can't do that right <laughs> I now. I fucking love Wanted so much. I wanted that to be a whole <laughs> series of movies. Come on, man. No, the cloth? Come on. Oh, yeah. I mean, the last 20 minutes of it, of Wanted are terrible. Make no sense. I literally, like, played through a huge section of Horizon Forbidden West yesterday yeah. before watching this, then went to dinner with friends, then came back and jumped right into this. And this building on this beach looks like Horizon Forbidden West. It does. Like, that's the kind of shit that she would infiltrate and be like, the machines can see me. (laughs) Every scene looks like a video game. I'm kidding. I'm not kidding you. I was like, this is a video game. Every location (laughs) is like a a level from Hitman. Did you watch it dubbed? Like, there was English words a lot? Part of it is in English. I mean, they're talking English for about 45% of the movie. I mean, they're talking English, but it doesn't quite match with what's going on. You have to have subtitles on. You have to. More... Also made it a video game for me, which yeah. I was like, "This is I'm watching a video game. Yeah. I mean, what I think is very, very funny, and, and we'll get to it later in the movie, it's established that both Massimo and Laura speak very good English in a handful of scenes. But then when they're not like concentrating on it, there are wild lines that you're like, who translated this? Yes, there are. Because it was not a native English speaker. <laughs> and it's mildly hilarious to me because it's one of those things where it's like, it, it's not it's not a character not being good at speaking English. It's clearly someone who was trying to translate for the movie, translating badly. Yeah. And it's very funny to me. <laughs> hey, it's like a Yakuza game. It is like a Yakuza game. This is like 
not like like a dragon, but like Yakuza O or Zero. Yeah. I'm playing Judgment right now. Similar vibes. Mm, interesting. <laughs> so we get the main title card as they rush Massimo off for healthcare. And then we have a five year time jump that no one says anything about until 20 minutes later. Right. Yeah. Yes. You're just like, oh, I guess he recovered. Yeah, I guess he recovered. <laughs> I mean, meteorite strikes are very uncommon. So there's not much Super. hospitals can do for you, I guess. Yep. Um, what I really did want, though, was a scar from that shot. Oh, yeah. But we never see that. We see him butt ass naked for like 60% of this movie oh, yeah he recovered so well from that bullet there's not even a scar there i could probably draw his body blindfolded there's no <laughs> scar paint me like massimo <laughs> we cut to san francisco of course and we're cutting between i mean we're cutting between two boardroom meetings that establish our two main characters laura right and massimo laura and massimo massimo is in san francisco laura is pol in warsaw poland yeah and essentially, back and back, back and forth, he is in a meeting with his accountants who have bungled one of his investments, and he basically blackmails them to get his money back. She, it turns out, works in the hospitality industry and has this very, like, I checked this band into the hotel for the, you know, press, and now we've got, like, a bunch of reservations. It's really unclear what she does, what she did are they happy? Are they unhappy? We don't know. The conversation around her job is baffling. Yeah. One would also assume that Massimo was also not able to get all of his money back because as we will see in the following scenes, they are struggling to recover some of their shipments of cocaine yes. uh, for money and they like need <sighs> so money, sad. but then it's never addressed again. Yeah, I hate when my cocaine shipments get lost. Did you call Amazon support? <laughs> Alexa, order more cocaine. Okay. We cut to Laura is, Laura is on her way home in a cab and she is with her phone trying to like undo her shirt and shoot like a sexy video to send to somebody. Yeah, she's taking a sexy little thing to send I'm I'm imagining to her boyfriend who's terrible. He's the worst. Yeah. It, like We'll get to him in a second. We need to talk about him when we get there. Okay. Conversely, Massimo is getting text messages and similar videos from a woman named Anna. Yeah. And he doesn't reply to it. He's like not into it already. Anna is a huge character in the second movie. Oh, is she? Oh, Which one's Anna? The blonde one? The blonde one that interrupts them at the ball. And he's like, I should murder your girlfriend. Yeah, I was I, like, sure. And you know what? In the second movie, <laughs> she fucking tries. So Of course I she does. I thought that's who tried to kill her at the end. Me too. Is it not? Yes and no. It's more complicated than that. The second movie has a lot more story and a lot less sex. Uh, but it's not better. Oh, that's terrifying. In fact, it's crazier. Yeah, they decide to have a child, so they kidnap a child for 365 <laughs> days until that child decides to adopt them as parents. I don't want to ruin... <laughs> Holy shit, I love everything about that. I don't want to ruin the plot of the second movie because we need to watch it, but we had to watch this one first. But the second one is so fucking crazy that like it puts this to shame it's so bonkers oh man. i mean soap operas should be envious of the story <laughs> gymnastics that happen in the second oh, 365 film oh man anyway so 
Laura gets home to her boyfriend is basically just like, I'm kind of feeling it. Do you want a bone? And he's like, uh, no, we should probably sleep before the plane and you haven't packed for us yet. And he's just watching TV. Like he's not doing anything important. No, he is a terrible person. And honestly, like <laughs> I've never seen a guy be like when his girlfriend comes home. Well, you've never seen a guy not get off his Xbox headphones when his girlfriend <laughs> comes home. <laughs> now, we don't know their dynamic. She doesn't seem like that great of a person either. Also, fair, Mikey, fair. I feel like Laura is not necessarily, she does not have many characteristics other than feisty. And right. I do kind of think it's hilarious, but we also know almost nothing about her. Right. Like, what if she was like verbally abusing this dude? So he's like, I'm just going to play Xbox tonight. I'm so sick of your shit. You texted me <laughs> a bunch of mean stuff today. I wish we had separate places for the night, but I'm just going to like play Call of Duty. I just want to like relax. I think you're projecting a lot onto this. Yeah, Mikey, maybe we should talk just you and I <laughs> offline to whatever, yeah. just work through whatever no, you're no, going no, no, through no. right I now, I don't man. play Call of Duty, but he seems like a big <laughs> Call of Duty guy. He does have like quick scoping vibes. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I would be like Crusader Kings. I'd be like, my kingdom will expand this evening. Yeah. You will see the tax levies go up. And she'd be like, <laughs> I hate you. Well, I, I think what it is is that like she's trying to initiate and yeah, she's clearly trying to initiate. Clearly, he doesn't have a reason for not participating other than that they have a flight the next morning, which means that it's basically just, I don't want to. Yeah. I, I don't want to. The movie sets it up like he's cheating and stuff, but really we have no idea about their relationship. We have no context. idea. I do. Because well, it, it is also okay not to want to have sex. Some, like, what? Yeah, of course. Of, of course. He could have shit his pants earlier that day and feels could've. really self-conscious and he not could've. sexy. Mikey, what has happened in your life to have informed what you just, just said? How I train people on de-escalation is you put behavior in context and you never know what led to someone acting that's like true. this. That's, that's true. That's true. But I will say, based on what we see in future <laughs> scenes of them on vacation, not the cheating part, it seems like he does not put very much weight on her wants and needs. No. At all. Not at all. Well, the only want she has is to be feisty and the only need she has is penis. There are no personality <laughs> characteristics of this woman. But... What we know about the trip that they take is it's her birthday. There was a one specific thing she wanted to do and he just went and did it without her and then came back and was like, why are you mad? So like he's a terrible boyfriend. <laughs> like he does not care about her or take her into consideration at all. So like he's not great. But also the movie like, you know how movies that have like an air quotes love triangle have to balance between like, who do you like better? This movie didn't even try. This movie is like, we're going to make this boyfriend such a non-entity that you will not even care that he is gone. Yeah, I don't get the vibe that they wanted us to think there was a love triangle at all. Yeah, I think they were like, actively, he sucks. So you'll feel better about the kidnapping yeah, exactly. that happens later. <laughs> yeah. I mean, oh, he's neglecting her. Let's have another guy kidnap her against kidnap her will her. and drug her. He He's so concerned with her that he kidnapped her. Anyway, we cut to the flights the next day and Massimo's on a private jet. And this is where they find out that the container of cocaine that they had is missing. And he gets up like 
angrily closes the basically shower curtain between him and the other passengers on the plane. Yeah, I mean, like, it is a door, but it's so thin, like, it would not matter. It's like trying to hang up your smartphone angrily. Like, it's impossible. <laughs> we lost that technology with flip phones. But also, he then proceeds to, I mean, I guess have the flight attendant suck his dick. And at first, it is unclear if she was on board for it. The only thing that makes me feel better about it is that she's in the compound later. She's the girl with the ponytail in the later scene. So I think maybe she has dual job responsibilities. I think if you drop the word flight and she just becomes attendant, that is probably more appropriate for That's her job. That's probably accurate. That's probably accurate. She's the oral attendant? Yeah, yeah. I think she's just there to make sure she's Matsumo a dental is hygienist. A dental hygienist? Yeah, we will talk about this scene in Fun Facts because weird shit almost happened with this scene. I pictured this whole movie as me as one of his employees in the background the whole time. How hilarious. Thank you. That, that's something I kept thinking about, and it was more uh, something that I thought about with the boat scene oh, later. Yeah. Well, in the plane, too, because like that's like a pretty thin curtain. You're just sitting mm-hmm, back there, and you're like, mm-hmm. I hear gagging noise and spinning and like I know (laughs) what's happening there and like I am more concerned because I'm the cocaine manager. I'm more concerned with my problem. <laughs> um, you're director of cocaine supply and shipment. Yeah. Thank you very much. I've read your business card. And you're cocaine logistics. Yeah. So. No, yeah. I need him to sign the, you know, the requisition forms. Yeah. The authorization yeah. forms. So I can go hunt down the cocaine and wait, we're going to pause for, you know, three minutes so he can like get his rocks off up there. What is he? Elon Musk. Well, so I kept thinking about <laughs> that with this scene and then with the boat where we establish, once we get to the boat, we'll talk about it more. But there, there are multiple other people on that boat. Yeah. And they're fucking all over that boat. And they're page. fucking all over yeah. that boat. Yeah. And I just have in my notes, I'm like, do super rich people just get used to fucking in front of people? It's like the TV series Rome. You get to yes, a level of rich and then you're just fucking think. in front of the staff. Yeah. Just, yeah. They're just like more water. <laughs> like Yeah. I want to get like fucking in front of the staff level of money. I wouldn't do it, but I want that level of money i wish at the boat scene it like zooms out they're fucking on the bow and there's just me in an inner tube next to the boat (laughs) (laughs) just like i'm gonna have to clean that up well so when they shot the boat ones there's like they clearly make it look like there's no one on the boat but we know there's people on the boat the movie establishes that what i wanted was somebody standing off to the side with champagne on a tray (laughs) Like, just waiting for them to be done or whatever. if you zoom out further, there's Max Payne coming in a little dinghy to to kill everyone on the boat, which would be a good level. (laughs) Do you think, because I was like, is this just a weird thing of this movie and the series Rome? Or do you think rich people fuck in front of other people all the time? Like, is Beyonce constantly fucking in front of the staff? I don't think Beyonce does. Yeah, I know you're right. Beyonce classy. I can't picture Beyonce, but I do picture rich men and women power playing it up like that. Leave the Domino's at the floor. <laughs> Domino's? Oh, the Domino's pizza. I was picturing, like, servants, like, setting up, like, a Domino, like, <laughs> knock it down around the bed i have a hard time picturing what my life would be like at that level of rich oh really <laughs> you just suggested dominoes yeah, yeah mikey i find that very easy to believe because your insanely rich thing was eating dominoes i'm assuming you're still on the private plane no i was picturing a penthouse apartment but just with dominoes on the floor while you're banging someone and the help is there just a guy with a red cap and he's like i've got your breadsticks and your thin crust pizza <laughs> 
And I would like leave it on the floor while I have the sex. I do want to say that if you heard some rustling while Mikey was saying that, it's because he <laughs> hit the mic with his arm for some reason. I'm clumsy. I don't know that I could ever get comfortable having sex in front of, of staff like that. Practice makes perfect, Paige. I mean, that's fair. That's fair. It's just like public speaking. It is. Yeah. yeah. Except when you're doing that, you just picture everyone with their clothes on. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Now I'm just picturing mid-sex being like, thank you for having me today. My first point, and then like setting up slides, <laughs> like it's public speaking. <laughs> anyway, so boyfriend's not into it. Laura vibes herself into a crazy orgasm. She's like having an exorcism level orgasm. <laughs> it's it's very overplayed <laughs> in this scene. That's why that guy has to wear headphones. Yeah, and it's intercut between her and Massimo having this like blowjob. But here's the thing about Massimo's blowjob. It's equal parts shot from male and female gaze in the worst way. Like it's done really badly where the action that's going on is very much male gaze. It's very male porn. It's very this is what we see in your standard run of the mill straight but pornography made for straight men but then it's also shot there are shots from what would be her point of view looking up at him which i think is their attempt at female gaze and they're completely missing the point and you're like what like maybe this is working for somebody but like this is such a bizarre way to shoot this. I mean, there are people who are super into giving those kinds of things, sure. but it does not seem to be a large section of the population. I, I mean, I, I think they're almost right. Where like shot from her point of view, there is a way you could have done that. That would have been very interesting from a female gaze perspective. To contrast this, there is a scene where something similar is happening in Outlander. However, it's shot almost almost entirely from female gaze and it's a much more effective scene sure this you're just mostly looking up his nostrils the whole time right and then it'll cut to him like shoving her head down and you're just like this is not no one wanted this no one ordered this that's exactly what i ordered from domino's (laughs) (laughs) i'd like a large pepperoni and a blowjob wench please (laughs) crazy blowjob the thing that i don't understand i I don't know i just feel bad for that lady this whole movie because she only exists to suck this man's dick and she never gets anything else for her and pass out diet cokes in very small plastic cups (laughs) during the flight and to show them how the life vests work yeah she has a very weird job she's their exits at the rear wing and front of the plane and an entrance above my neck and into my mouth um (laughs) wow okay yeah i mean that's that absolutely is right yeah it's a lot so everyone gets their respective orgasms we cut to the next day They are in Sicily. So she and her boyfriend have arrived. His plane lands. He has arrived. And her boyfriend is giving a birthday toast to her. Or his mom. Or his mom. He's such a douche. Like, because he's like, I want to raise my glass to the prettiest, smartest lady ever. My mom. And you're like, oh, this guy's the fucking worst. And then this is, okay, this is like, first of all, she has a friend in this scene. Yes. I don't think it's the friend from the rest of the movie. It, okay. It may be a different actress, but yes. it is played like it's Olga at the 
like when she goes back to Warsaw after she falls in love with right. him. Yeah. But mm-hmm. I don't know that it's her, but it is played I don't like think it's it is her. her. But also, all the, the person on the trip with them has a significant other that's with them. When we meet back up with Olga later, she does not. So either she has broken up with that guy. Yeah. We don't need to know. It's never explained. We don't have to talk it's about it. It's never explained. We don't know if this is Olga <laughs> or not, but she has a friend with her. And... The thing that made me laugh really hard in this scene that I did not notice the first time that I did notice this time is that he sings happy birthday to her. Yes. But he's reading it off the paper. And so he sings happy birthday, happy birthday. And then on the last refrain of happy birthday to you, he checks the paper. And I'm like, for her name? No, no, no. For (laughs) how to say happy birthday, even though he's just said it three oh, times yeah 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 yeah, yeah. And i was like what <laughs> like it's the same three words for the entire damn song like what are we talking about here so somebody sends them a bottle of champagne yes they don't know who it comes from no but it does knock her out so i think we do know who sent it yeah, yeah. well no because she doesn't get knocked out till the next day oh i mean you've seen it twice it is the next day or at least later in this day because what happens is so they get the bottle of champagne everyone drinks it so it's possible it knocked everyone out but that scene is missing from film but anyway somebody sends him a bottle of champagne she go gets up to go to the bathroom yeah and this is the first time she runs into massimo who is basically a ghost because he just like orbs up behind her yeah, he's a ghost this entire movie i honestly like you could have said that at the end of this movie she was in an insane asylum and she was like just living out this fantasy in her head and i'd be like that makes so much sense <laughs> i mean like, sign me up uh <laughs> no but he he says he has like a catchphrase and it's supposed to be like the later's baby in 50 shades is it It, but it is just him are you lost baby girl are you lost baby girl it's so creepy and bad it's i'm gonna start calling everyone baby girl baby girl baby girl (laughs) somebody when i did the live tweet in the facebook group was like you have to have jake call you baby girl and i was like he's never gonna do that and i was like hey jake would you ever and he's like no (laughs) i refuse (laughs) So she goes to the bathroom She comes back We cut to the next morning Where she and her friend Are by the pool drinking wine And this is where we find out That she woke up that morning And her boyfriend was gone Because he went on the hike without her Even though it is her birthday So he basically left her alone on her birthday To go on a hike without her And then he's like I don't know why the fuck you're mad you weren't up. And and she's like, you weren't awake when I was ready to go. So I just left. Yeah. So wake me up. It's my birthday. Like, what the fuck? Oh, wake me up before you go <laughs> hike. <Yeah. laughs> wake me up. It's on my birthday. And that's the whole reason we came to Sicily. You asshole. Unless her boyfriend paid Massimo to kidnap her. As like a whole big role play scenario where he's like, I'm not meeting her needs sexually. I know what she needs. It's the ultimate cuckolding page. Yeah, I know. <laughs> no. I think he pulled that middle school maneuver, that high school maneuver where he was like, I really don't want to be with her anymore, so I'm going to treat her bad until she breaks up with me because I don't like breaking up with people. Oh, that's like making a Tinder profile for your current girlfriend so you can find her a replacement <laughs> for you because you want out of the relationship. Yes, I understand but that. she would never break up with him, and he was like, okay, I won't sing her happy birthday. I'll go on the birthday hike. And then none of that works. He's like, I'm going to get the mafia. This guy only found 12% of his cocaine. I'm going to <laughs> pay him a bunch of money to kidnap my girlfriend. 
I mean, I wouldn't be mad at it. I, I think that's an extra layer to an already crazy movie, but sure. So she's upset. She pushes him into the pool and we immediately cut to later that night, outfit change into a very cool sequin caftan uh, where she is for inexplicable reasons running around the streets at night crying alone just like looking out at the city and crying and then like running we all grieve in our own way Paige. <laughs> yeah and she bumps into one of massimo's like goons essentially yeah we cut to the next day she wakes up in bed uh again solid caftan game loving the caftan but she is locked in a bedroom and we get a, like an establishing shot of what we'll find out is basically Massimo's like compound almost like a palace yeah she looks out the window she kind of can't figure out where she is someone unlocks the door and so she comes out into basically the common room where she sees a giant painting of herself and as she's like what Massimo orbs up behind her and again it's just like are you lost, baby girl? Oh. God. I honestly thought that was a photo of her. Yeah. I mean, it's on point. It's definitely top 10 things I think somebody would tell someone before they kidnapped them. Are you lost, baby girl? Or I have your portrait in my house? Both. But are you lost, baby girl is definitely like a kidnapper's catchphrase. I would be mm -hmm. way more scared if someone came up to me and said that they had their portrait of me in their house. Same. Is it is it reflecting all the bad things I do? Is that why I still look young? <laughs> <laughs> Paige's real last name is Gray. If you don't get that yeah, joke. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Does the portrait smell like cheese? Is that what's happening? Yeah. So she passes out and this is where we find out that she has a heart condition, which will literally never come back in the movie pretty much after this point. Like he'll <laughs> mention it once on the boat and that's it like her heart condition completely disappears and it's completely absent in the second movie yeah completely Good. it's it's a very funny feature that just goes away he cured her heart page that's what it is well he he is saying that she's having a bad reaction to the sedative because i didn't know that you had a heart condition but also don't sedate people without their consent right like, easy way to fix this massimo like but this is where he basically tells her, he's like, what I'm about to tell you is so incredible. I saw you at the airport. Um, <laughs> and I knew I had to kidnap you. I knew I had to kidnap you. He goes through where he's like, five years ago, my father was killed. And this is the first time we're being told that it's been a five-year time jump. Right. But he basically is like, that day I saw a woman on the beach and then I saw her basically in and out of consciousness as I was going to the hospital and, and whatever. And I lived. So I considered her my good luck charm. I've been looking for her everywhere. And it's you. He doesn't ask if she was in wherever on the beach at the time. He doesn't do any sort of like confirming that it's her. <laughs> And it is just like basic skinny brunette on a beach. Brunette right? on a beach. And he saw yeah. her from pretty far away. Like yes! that could be conservatively a hundred million people on earth. Yes. Yes. <laughs> Who do you guys think I should kidnap? <laughs> I don't know her name, but I know she has a tan big ass like fedora hat and Ugg boots. Yeah. Uh -huh. The, the montage of us having sex around my 12-foot outdoor pool would be much shorter. <laughs> the montage would be shorter than the actual sex? All right, that's fair. <laughs> my favorite is what Laura says after she, like, comes to with the ice cubes and whatever. She just says, why am I here? Who the fuck you are? And yeah. why are you keeping me here? Yeah. Which is just one of those parts where it's like, somebody didn't quite translate this right. She learned to speak English on set of this movie. <laughs> yeah, yeah, something. 
anyway, she's like, nobody owns me. You can't just kidnap me and think I'm, I'm not a sack of potatoes. Yeah, I'm not a sack of potatoes that you could take where you wish. Actual line in this movie. And he hands her a giant black envelope, which is the, the second time in this movie that we've seen Massimo just hand out giant black envelopes. And I'm like, where is he getting these giant black envelopes? So, he bought them in bulk. He has yeah. to use yeah, them. He has to. Some sort of like game show store? Like what's happening? <laughs> no, 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 Paige. What happened was the container full of cocaine was like high style switched out for a container of black envelopes. And he was like, well, I guess we should probably just use the envelopes. Yeah, we don't want them to go to waste. I know. But yeah, he's Massimo's constantly handing people eight and a half by 11 bl- fancy black envelopes. Yeah. Um, and within the envelope, are pictures of her boyfriend cheating on her. Yeah. Now, we will talk to the boyfriend about this later. I, Mike, you think they're photoshopped? Yes. They're not. He owns up to it later on. I have an alternate theory, though. Oh, okay. Because when we talk to the boyfriend about it later on, he says, I took one sip. I don't remember anything after that, which could be a lie. That could be a lie. Sure. He could have just cheated on her and is trying to, like, you know, make it go away. Or we know they drugged Laura. Is it possible that they drugged him and staged the photos with somebody? Anything's possible. Yeah. Or did he do that on purpose so he doesn't implicate himself in her kidnapping plot? You're really going hard with the whole her ex-boyfriend is the mastermind of the whole movie. I'm here for it, though. I think you're hot on the case. And Uh I do think if he was wearing a chef's hat, he would look a lot like a certain Chef Boyardi. Professor Boyardi, who do you think killed the father? Honestly, space. I think it was a meteorite, (laughs) Mikey. I think space killed the father. Can I tell you something? really really dumb that i did yesterday yes. Paige, i demand it you can always <laughs> tell us dumb stuff <laughs> and chef boyardi made me think about it so i'm on instagram and i see an ad for this necklace that looks like a ravioli like, i was gonna say is it a ravioli necklace <laughs> i swear to god well and i have i have seen ravioli necklaces before but this one is is rather large and it's like paired with a handful of other items, like other kinds of like necklaces. And it was for like um, abortion access. It was like a fundraiser thing. And the other items were like a, a, like a set of birth control pills and like a, uh, like an IUD and, and a handful of other things. And I was like, but why a ravioli though? And then I realized it was a condom in a wrapper, (laughs) not a ravioli. (laughs) (laughs) Yes. <laughs> my, my weird pasta ass was just like a ravioli necklace quirky and if i listen i've read a lot of sir arthur conan doyle and chef and <laughs> professor boriardi is very big on you know having safe sex so that actually checks out <laughs> well and then i went to the comments i was like i can't be the only one and there's just a bunch of people like loki i thought this was a ravioli <laughs> <laughs> why does the ravioli have a ring of cheese towards the yeah, outside it of was, it and i was i was like this is a very detailed ravioli yeah. necklace <laughs> yeah, i was like wow i was like they even got the indentations oh no it's a condom okay <laughs> Mikey, you wouldn't recognize it because you've never seen a condom in your life. I only raw dog ravioli. <laughs> <laughs> Honestly, same. I would raw dog some ravioli all night. Just into a can of Chef Boyardee. Just quack, quack, quack. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, I was me. I meant eating it. I don't actually want to fuck a can of ravioli. Hang on one second. Oh, okay. Fine. <laughs> Too good for it. Then I you're see. not invited to my party page. Picture this. <laughs> the year is 1999. Okay. okay, you go see this great sex comedy, Ravioli, where 
A young man is told it feels just like warm can of ravioli. <laughs> and his father walks in on him fucking a can of ravioli. Mikey, please tell me the story is not autobiographical. No. I mean, at least a can of ravioli is portable. A pie is difficult. We it redo is. American Pie with just ravioli cans. I 100% want a shot for shot remake of American <laughs> Pie with just ravioli. Yes. It's a fresh light. <laughs> <laughs> now Subway's slogan is weirding me out we've got to move on subway has some problematic advertising oh yeah especially in the 90s yeah my biggest problem with subway's advertising is that they try to argue that they have sandwiches their food's disgusting i think it's weird that they insist that it's edible yeah right they're like eat fresh and then you go there and nothing tastes human or, i mean yeah <laughs> again. mikey mikey why are you expecting to eat human feet because it's fresh because what? it's fresh todd it's fresh okay we have to move on i am terrified Anyway, so she resists. She's all, she's like, I don't care. Massimo kind of like tackles her onto a chair and is like groping her boob. Right after he says he'll never touch her without her consent. I won't touch you without your permission, grope. And then immediately does. Immediately does. Yeah. But this is where he basically lays out for her that you have 365 days. If by your birthday next year, nothing changes, I'll set you free. Which, by the way, there's no way he's setting her free. He would have definitely killed her, right? I mean, that 100%. definitely is the vibe he puts off. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, she goes in for what seems like it's going to be a kiss, but pulls his own gun on him. He grabs it from her yeah. and has them escort her back to her room. Meanwhile, he walks out to like his home prison. I mean, it is a castle with like a, you know, big ass gate that you lower. And I don't know what it's called because I live in America. We don't have castles here. He's pretty much if you combined Axe body spray with bowser <laughs> and she's the princess so what you're saying is you wanted an italian plumber to show up and save her at the end of this movie yes massimo it's a me a mario i come with my lady <laughs> massimo versus mario let's get it it's a me a baby girl <laughs> then you <laughs> it's a me a baby girl it's a me a I baby girl. <laughs> then you will enjoy the sequel oh my god we're an italian gardener what i love no. it I love it, Paige. Named Nacho. His name is His Nacho. His name is a food I adore. I mean, it's it's definitely short for Ignacio, but oh, okay. Anyway, so he goes to his un underground prison area where he's. I think they call those dungeons, Paige. Dungeon, <laughs> but it's not the fun kind. Like I'm just when you talk go about to a dungeon in this prison movie, area, <laughs> underground prison area. So his holding cell or whatever. I think this is an actual older castle that he has then renovated because it looks like yeah. the guy in the prison area is on an olive oil grinding stone, like a big grinding wheel. Okay. And they've like chained him there. And this is where he's like, you were trafficking children. So now you have to fucking die because you stained the family. And I was like, why is this movie fixated on this one thing of like, see, Massimo's a good guy. He wouldn't let them traffic somebody. I'm like, he just. He's, he's kidnapped a lady. He's actively he trafficking someone lady. right now. Yeah. <laughs> he is currently like tip deep in actively trafficking a woman. And right. you know what? It makes me feel really bad about owning these shirts in middle school, these Massimo shirts. <laughs> <laughs> if I had known that my of owning that my buying those products would have fueled this type of nightmare scenario, I would not have worn them. Mm-hmm. We went to a restaurant named Massimo's growing up. When I told my mom not to watch this movie, <laughs> Because I, I warned my mom so she wouldn't watch this movie. Uh, I was like, yeah. So I was like telling her the plot. I was like, so this guy Massimo. And she's like, his name is Massimo. And I was like, yeah, of course. Of course it is. 
<laughs> anyway, so he's going to murder this dude. Meanwhile, Laura, sit, we get a cut of her sitting in the biggest shower on earth, which we will cover in fun facts. Um, but she sees an opportunity while everyone is kind of working on the prisoner guy that she's going to try and make a break for it. But she gets just far enough to basically see Massimo murder him. Yeah. And then she faints and wakes up in bed the next day. Yeah. Well, and he does oversee her seeing what's going on, right? Yes. Which to me, if I was her, I'd be like, well, now I have to stay here because I'm a witness. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) There's no way they let me go now. Uh, So she wakes up and he's like, you shouldn't have seen it. I'm sorry, but you have to know that he was hurting children. And so he had it coming. He had it coming. He had it coming. He only traffics underage. <laughs> he only traffics underage. Yeah. <laughs> I'm honestly just going to cut my singing it out because yours is way better. <laughs> if you'd have seen it, I bet you you would have shot his face. Oh, how do you not say brain? It rhymes. Same and brain. Oh. You would have shot him in the brain. That's that's the line. I've written songs, Paige. I know what I'm talking about. I know what I'm <laughs> oh, my God. Anyway, so (laughs) he tells her that the maid changed her clothes. Yes. And she asks that he bring her her cell phone and laptop. And he's like, you'll get them when it's the right time. And I'm like, yeah, "Mm." you're not going to get your cell phone and laptop until the Stockholm syndrome takes hold. Right. Yeah. And this is where he's like, be ready in two hours because we depart because I have stuff to do. And this is where she says, I'm not a bag of potatoes that you can just take anyway. (laughs) Like everyone does. Go grab your bag of potatoes. We're going to town. (laughs) (laughs) What is this? Seven brides for seven brothers? What is this? Eighth grade where I have to pretend like that bag of potatoes is a baby? Did you guys have to do that? No, I had an egg. Yeah, we had eggs oh. where I lived. Uh, I mean, a bag of potatoes is probably more realistic, though. Well, it was heavy. That was because yeah. a bag of potato, a ten pound bag of potatoes, weighs about as much as a ten pound baby. Yeah, probably the exact same. Yeah, for yeah, you're carrying it for a week, and it was exhausting. I don't know if you know, but baby weight pounds are different than potato pounds. I know. I'm still trying to lose mine. <laughs> I've just, you know, I've come to grips with the fact that I'll never lose my potato pounds. I just love potatoes too much. They are delicious. I love potatoes. So she pushes him and he like shoves her onto the bed and is like, don't hit me again. And she's like, or what? You'll kill me. And he's like, "Mm." yes, he's like, absolutely. I will. I killed a whole middle school class because I couldn't release them either. Yeah. I killed an entire school of younglings. What about it? Come at me. Oh, Uh, So she gets up and has breakfast with Domenico and basically Massimo drags her on his errands for the day and we get our first shopping montage of the film. Oh, my God. Shopping montage numero uno. Uh, and it's literally just her walking around buying things while Massimo looks annoyed. Yes. Um, just getting free shit because she's like, well, he loves me and I have to be here for a year. So charge it. Charge it to the game. <laughs> so she gets to a lingerie store. And he pops into the fitting room and she's like, get out or it's the last time you'll see it. And he's like, I paid for it. I'll decide when I see it. And you're like, "Okay." well, at this point, we've crossed some new lines. Yeah. Well, because you're like, but I thought you said she decided. But he never remembers his own rules. Massimo's kind of dumb that way. Yeah. He's kind of dumb many ways. Yeah. Rule number one in Massimo's kidnapping. There are no rules. <laughs> yeah, rule number one about Massimo's kidnapping. We don't talk about Massimo's kidnapping. Remember, I'm the air quotes good guy. So he leaves the fitting room. She comes out. She throws it at him and then runs out into the street to try and escape and get help from the police. But of course, he's the mob. 
he has paid the police off. Yeah. And so he just walks up like, are you lost, baby girl? And she's just like, and he's like, you should have probably packed running shoes or bought running shoes if you were going to run. Right. Yeah. And she then says, like, so did you mean what you said? You won't touch me without my permission. And he's like, yes. And also you can have your cell phone and laptop when you get home. And she's like, and I want a nice dinner, pierogi. And I was like, I didn't think of pierogi as a formal food. But you know what? I'm not from Poland. So sure. I mean, it might be nice to have something that reminds her of home when you're kidnapped. I think that's what it was. Yeah. I wonder if she was actually referring to condoms. (laughs) (laughs) Because aren't pierogies like Polish ravioli with with meat instead of cheese i mean it's oh. it's a str- it's a stretch but okay i tried i tried i do love pierogies though like i get it it's a stretch like sliding a ravioli down over your shaft <laughs> yeah you know how you make pierogies first you need a 10 pound bag of potatoes you've got to burp it every hour put it to bed anyway she's wearing that lingerie at the dinner like she's wearing yes. a low-cut dress and you can see that she got the lingerie on under yeah so i think at this point in the movie she's trying to like play the situation oh yeah she's like if i have to be kidnapped gonna make the most of it listen Paige, she is gonna hold out as long as she can from falling in love with him it's just unfortunate that as long as she can ends up being 55 days or whatever whatever it is that's what i tell every officer i ride with at work i say i have one rule don't fall in love with me. <laughs> Don't fall in love with me. I'll always remember. <laughs> Sorry, that was also, a walk to remember. <laughs> when it comes to sexy meals to eat a lot of before you go try to hook up. Yeah, it's not pierogi. 37 pierogies might not be on my list. It was 365 pierogies. How dare you? <laughs> 365 pierogies. That would be the only thing that actually does end up being 365 in this movie, though. And that was infuriating. The fact that, <laughs> that this was how did much she take- weighed after all the pierogies. <laughs> Now that this didn't take place over an actual year and it's called yeah. 365 days. Well, yeah, Todd, I wanted that scene at the end where he yells at her, I kidnapped you every day <laughs> for a year. year. <laughs> <laughs> yes, Mikey. Yes. So she, he, she's like, so what do you actually do? And he stops short of being like, what do you think? Like what? Yeah. Clearly, clearly I'm a mob boss. Like, yeah. Did you not see the guards? Did you not see me shoot that guy? <laughs> like, what are you talking about? Um, but he tells her he's like, I own companies and hotels and clubs or whatever. And I'm like, he's the mob. He's the mob, you dumb bitch. Uh, so she goes to her room after dinner and her laptop and phone are there. Yeah. And she calls her mom and lies. Yeah. And is like, I got a job in Sicily. It's going to be great. Yeah. It's a one year contract or whatever. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, which to me suggests that she's going to figure stuff out and try to stay. But there's a part of me that's like, why? Unless her her old life was so boring. But also she can't escape because he's going to kill her. Some people really just want to be rich, you know? There was a show like in the early 2000s called Who Wants to Marry a Millionaire? And people like signed up for it. Oh, Joe Millionaire. No, no, no. Joe Millionaire is when he was not a millionaire. He turns out to not be. Who Wants to Marry a Millionaire? was like a guy who had a history of sexual assault but also had a lot of money. Oh, no. Had all these women have a contest. Yes, and like they married him on the show without ever seeing what he looked like until they got married. Oh, it was, no. I mean, it is a dark time in reality TV, but that was a show. I think it was like early, early 2000s. Did you watch that documentary on reality TV too? I didn't, no. I watched the documentary and I was like, this is fascinating. So... 
she wakes up the next morning and he's in bed with her. Yeah. And she reaches over and touches his abs, but then yeah. gets up and walks to the shower. Well, and strips down completely naked. As she does it. Yeah. Yeah. Knowing that he's like awake. And yeah. Can see I've it. lived this scene where a girl's waking up, turned to face me, put her hand gently on my belly, and then went and take a shower. <laughs> she was like, I have to wash you off of me, you disgusting man. <laughs> <laughs> and and when, she, when her hand was sitting there and she said, don't get in there. Don't come. Don't get. Don't in. come to the shower. Oh no! I'll be gone before you know it. You smell like <laughs> ravioli condoms. <laughs> you ate too many pierogies last yeah. night. Yeah. So he follows her into the shower. Yes. Although it's a whole other shower. Like she's under one shower yeah. head, and he's under another shower head. Right. And there's also you can see over sh- her shoulder a full bath setup in this yes. shower. Yeah. Yeah. It's huge. And the shower is all brass fixtures and black marble. It's beautiful. It really is beautiful. I mean, if I was going to get kidnapped for a year and be forced to live in a bathroom, this is the bathroom I would choose. Oh, yeah. yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. hundred percent. The height of bathroom luxury. <laughs> all the pierogies you can eat and this <laughs> bathroom. <laughs> and you this might bathroom. end up with me for a year. Like if that is the <laughs> offer. Right. Yeah. I was like, you don't need to kidnap me, sir. I will come willingly. <laughs> yeah. He had me at like, I don't have to work for a year. I know. Right. right? I could just work on my novel and occasionally throw you some dick. Let's do it. <laughs> <laughs> so he gets in the shower and she's looking him over and he says, do you want anything for me? Or are you just looking? And she reaches over and touches him and De- like presses up against him but then walks away like she's kind of like teasing him about it and this is where he just reaches out and grabs her by the back of the neck yeah and pulls her back in i was watching this last night mikey was watching this last night and we were messaging each other in our facebook messenger group it's just the three of us mm-hmm. right and i i like all caps was like oh my god i just saw the choking scene and yes. uh, and I, I immediately responded with it was low-key pretty sexy though <laughs> Yeah, yeah, and I think I replied to you that I agree. Yeah, but again, in a context where you would be role playing this out with someone that you trust, right, and have safe words. Absolutely, yeah. I mean, I would just be like, "Get out of my shower." (laughs) I'm washing off right now. You're in the way, (laughs) and I'm cold when I'm not under the stream of water. Um, (laughs) That is the worst part about showering with somebody is that either. You're freezing or they're freezing. There's no middle ground. Or you're directly under the water so you can't see or wash anything. It's just, yeah. So he basically is like, don't tease me. Yeah. Like, and lets her go, but is like, don't fucking tease me. Yeah. So we cut to them dragging her onto his private plane, kicking and screaming. Uh, and we cut inside the plane and they've buckled her in with like four seat belts. Like yeah, she's, it looks like she's driving a fucking like Formula One race car. Like that's the kind <laughs> of seat belt she's wearing. When I live tweeted this, I just posted a picture of this and just said, she flew Southwest? Because <laughs> <laughs> it looks like she's duct taped to the chair. Yeah. And she calls him a racial slur. Yes, she in does. This scene. And I missed that the first time I watched it. Oh, did you? Yeah, I was just like, oh, I missed that. What'd she say? Well, we're not going to say it, but it is a derogatory term for Italian people. Yeah. Yeah. What is that? Like pizzas? I don't know. (laughs) Ravioli? Dirty ass pizza. Raviolis. Anyway, he, she, so she calls him a uh, slur for Italians and then he sniffs her hair. And then gropes her, like touches her like chest and fingers her. He's like, you want stereotypical Italian? I'll give it to you. <laughs> <laughs> oh, what? Um, okay, here's the thing. 
uh, me Italian, uh, me very Italian. Me, I have also been to Italy. Nice. And I've never been catcalled more in my life. Really? Than the than the three weeks I was in Italy. Holy shit. Okay. Japan was like that for me. Oh, really? Yeah. Oh, well, yeah, because really you're, you're a white guy. White yeah. guys. Yeah. And I was single at the time. So Japan was sort of fun for me. Now, granted, I was also 16. Gross. Yeah. But that's like 32 in, in, in Italy. <laughs> in Italy years? <laughs> anyway, uh, he like fingers her and it seems like she's into it. Yeah. And then he's like, tease. I'm going to walk away and ride on this plane. Ha ha ha. And he immediately goes and shakes another man's hand with the hand he was just <laughs> finger banging her with. When I was like, oh, that's sort of not cool. That's right? an Italian handshake. What are you talking about? <laughs> it's Domenico. Because you watch him do it in the back. He like shakes his hand and then pats the side of yes. his face. Yeah. <laughs> like, oh. Anyway, they land in Rome and she is seductively eating an ice cream cone with Domenico while Massimo's talking to his cousin. And his cousin's like, so what's with the girl? Do you finally find that girl you have that weird poster of in your house? And he's just like, yeah, what's it like? And he's like, difficult. Yeah. <laughs> like, she sucks, kind of. It's weird that she like didn't instantly want to fuck me when I kidnapped her and like trapped her in my house. It's a nice house, okay? <laughs> yeah. I need her to fall in love with me before the last rose petal falls. I saved her from the wolves in the forest, and all she wants to do is talk to that fucking magic clock and candelabra. I bought her a library. <laughs> anyway, so she walks up. She's like, are you talking about me? And then she's like licking all over this. She's trying to make him upset and jealous. Yeah. And like hands the ice cream cone to the cousin and then walks off screen to go bathe in a fountain, which we don't see. I do love that they do this, though, because it is very much like it would be like watching The Matrix. And then as Neo jumps from like one skyscraper to the other, instead of showing that effect, it like shows people on the ground being like, oh, my God, there's a man jumping. And oh, then what? him landing, it just cuts to him landing on the other one. Yes. Like it just sets up this thing that's happening that would be interesting to see, but they don't show us. We don't show it. It's so funny. We cut to them walking back to the hotel. Now, here's something crazy. They are clearly in a. Well, and I guess it might be an apartment building with a lobby is what it might be. Okay. Um, it looks like a hotel, though. It and does. they're walking back through the hotel lobby wet. Um, but we get upstairs. He has his room. She has hers. She goes to his room in a robe. She, of her own volition, goes to his room. Uh-huh. And... Her room just looked like a hotel room. His room is custom decorated. So I don't know if he just owns that hotel and owns that room or... Yeah, he could. It's a penthouse. Like, I don't know what it is. I don't know. But there's a giant painting of him with a lion, yeah. which is hilarious. Yeah. Uh, and she's just like, what the fuck? And he's like, it was a gift. <laughs> <laughs> it was a gift from this painter I paid a shitload of money to. Yeah. <laughs> it was on my registry for my housewarming. <laughs> Anyway, so they're kind of having this like back and forth kind of sassy conversation and he's just in a towel. So he takes the towel off and he just says, take it. <laughs> <laughs> you know, Mikey, it's what men say when they take towels <laughs> off around their kidnapped victims. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, and she's just like, in your dreams. Yeah. And he's like, so you're saying no. And she's just like, yeah, I'm saying no. You've got servants for everything. Have a servant do it. It's basically what she says. Yeah. And he's like, yeah, I've already planned okay. for that. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Uh, and she realizes she's locked in the room. 
he pushes her down onto the bed and restrains her there. So she's got like arm restraints and a spread shackles and a spreader bar yeah and he's like you're immobilized i can do whatever i want but actually i'm just gonna show you what you're missing yes yeah, nothing like the threat of rape to really get the love going in the room tonight oh my but God. then he does something so strange and it's this is such a strange scene for me because I feel like it really misunderstands what people think is hot i don't know but he has the attendant Flight attendant, now dick attendant, come in. (laughs) Yeah, I'm a registered dick attendant. I'm a registered dick attendant. (laughs) I'm going to need you to put your balls in the overhead bin. Um, (laughs) Sorry, they are too large. uh, We're going to have to gate check those nuts. So she comes in and she's wearing lingerie very similar to the kind that they fought over a yes. couple scenes ago. I honestly thought they just reused it. I was like, oh, she's wearing different. the exact same lingerie. But OK, it is it's different. It's slightly okay. different. But what is really crazy is that in the second movie, she like recreates this scene for like a birthday present, Christmas present. I think it was a Christmas present. <laughs> Anyway, he proceeds to basically the, the the girl performs oral sex on him. Yeah, he is showing Lara what she's missing by just sitting there and doing nothing while a woman thank, services him. Thank you. As I suggested in our group chat, maybe the thing she was missing was TMJ. <laughs> <laughs> I did really enjoy that joke, by the way. Uh, anyway, so, and he's like looking at her while she's doing, while he is being serviced, he's eye contact with Laura. Like staring her down. And I think that, I I don't, I can see a scenario where if you are into watching your significant other with somebody else specifically, that this would be very arousing. Sure. But without introducing that as like a theme or anything, the scene is just very like, what? What would she be missing here other than like rug burns on her knees? Like, what are we talking about? Like, what? <laughs> but Laura does look like she's into it. Yeah, like she's so. kind of like, oh, I wish it was me. Why couldn't it be me? <laughs> I wish it was me receiving zero pleasure and only. <laughs> right? Know, like, what, what are we, what are we doing? I wish right it now? was me doing all the work. <laughs> yeah. I've done the same thing like this, but on Omegle. On a what? Omegle, the chat 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 roulette. roulette. Play out that scenario for me. I have like a thousand questions. I don't even know what we're talking about right now. So you're on Omegle and you get someone on the other side, the other on the screen, and then you go blow somebody? No, no, no. It happened much differently. It was like, there's this cool website where you like randomly chat with people. This is before it was like a sex thing. Yeah. You hit next and then like someone was just having their penis and I was like, I hate this website and I closed it. And I feel like that's what she was experiencing, Laura. Mm. Yeah. The best thing to come out of that website was the um, improv piano guy. Yes. (laughs) So uh, he finishes and then like climbs up onto Laura and it looks like he's going to maybe assault Laura, but instead... He unrestrains her. He unclips her. Well, yeah, he just he just finished. There's like a refractory period where yeah, she yeah. is safe. You said refractory like Mikey. Yeah, I know. <laughs> I like the way he says it. It's funny. Uh, and he tells her, we have to be in one of my clubs in two hours. So get dressed. Yeah. And she puts on this like sequin glitter shirt and a long ponytail like the girl that yes. we kind of just saw. Um, but also that means she was traveling with wigs. What? Laura yeah. turning it up. Or they bought some in one of the 90s shopping montages right. we see. Yeah accurate she's like if i can shop maybe i don't have to go back to my kidnapping location like torture chamber i don't know what i call it home giant shower (laughs) yeah so we 
cut through kind of what's going on at the club. He's having like a meeting with a bunch of his mafia buddies who are all doing rails of cocaine. Yeah. Um, there's, yeah, just like passing it around on a tray. Um, and she's like on the dance floor and ends up dancing on the pole in their like VIP section. Yeah. And another mafia guy who was likely overserved cocaine <laughs> gets a little handsy with her and Massimo pulls his guns. Yeah. Because he's Massimo. Yeah. Uh, we cut to the boat the next day where she wakes up on his yacht. We have no explanation of how they got to the yacht. Why are they on the yacht? Where are they going? What's happening? Nobody knows. Um, but what we do find out, because she overhears the conversation with Martine, his like conciliary. Yeah. And he's like, and Martine is like, go back to Anna, repair the two families. What we will find out in the second movie, not so much this movie, is that Anna is linked to one of the other mafia families. She's like a daughter or something like that. Right. Um, and so it was like an alliance. So when he broke up with her for Laura, it was like kind of a big deal. Anyway, so we also find out that Massimo shot through the hands of the guy that touched Laura. <laughs> yeah, it's some real stigmata type shit. Yeah. <laughs> we don't know what he shot through his hands. I mean, that's true. We don't know. <laughs> that brings a whole new different meaning to the like hand job term. Arrow, spike, <laughs> spear. But he what really drove me nuts about this is that he's like, yeah, I shot his hands. I don't know what you expected me to do. Dress like a fucking floozy. And it's like, <laughs> he immediately pivots to like, but what was she wearing? Though? He immediately blames her for him shooting someone through the hands. <laughs> It's so yeah. crazy. Of course I had to desperado him. You wore yeah. a skimpy dress. Yeah. You made me do it. I saw you dancing on that pole. I had to kill 13 people in that club and a whole middle school class. I'm a good guy. <laughs> oh, jeez. So they get in a fight on the boat. She goes overboard. I mean, she goes overboard, Paige, and they are like, tussling they are like sort yeah. of fighting i mean he does sort of shove her overboard like i think it's safe to say she would not have gone overboard if they were if he was not being physical with her yeah they're like tussling near the railing yes. and he kind of like shoves and she tumbles over and he's like oh no the police are definitely gonna look for her and so he like <laughs> dives in and saves her like he pulls her out of the ocean and carries her up to the bedroom we cut to her waking up later and he's sitting there and he's like thank god you're alive but also you drive me crazy i want to kill you like holy shit you're making my life so miserable and he very much blames her for him shoving her into yeah. the ocean just like he blamed her for shooting that guy's hands. <laughs> Massimo is the fucking worst. Yes, he needs to Mossy go. <laughs> anyway, she apologizes because apparently him pulling her out of the ocean for her is like the key that unlocks the Stockholm Syndrome. No, Paige, she is on a boat. He has already demonstrated <laughs> his willingness to murder her. This is just him playing out the Dennis system. The, the Dennis system. <laughs> because he is a about to separate entirely when he sends her to Warsaw without him. <laughs> that's true. That's true. Dennis Reynolds loves this movie. <laughs> this is probably his favorite. So <laughs> she gets up and proceeds to like unbuckle his pants. So she's going to go down on him. And he's like, don't tease me. Don't yeah. like, are we doing this? Or are we doing this? And then they are doing this on like every surface of this boat. And we do have to talk about the spit. Yeah, yeah. Uh, let's talk about it then, Paige. 
Because I feel like we have to put Massimo on the spit list because he put in the work. No, no, we don't. Paige, Paige, we need to have an intervention because I knew this was going to happen on this episode. I tried to address it at the beginning where at the same point in the movie, she fucks Massimo. You have now turned your attention and being like, I've come back around on Massimo. No. Okay. Here's what I'm going to say. The actor is very attractive, although questionable interviews and we will talk about it in fun facts. But also, I mean... Try spitting on a significant other if they're down. Just saying. I mean, it was... Oh, this is a dicey subject. We'll uh, also <laughs> talk about this scene in Fun Facts because there was some controversy about this scene in Fun Facts. Okay, okay. I mean, yeah. there was a reason he was doing that, though, right? It wasn't just, like, for fun. No, I, yeah, but I mean, it was also it's all fun. for fun. But, yeah, you know what I'm saying. Yeah. Like, yeah. Anyway, but at this point, because they're literally fucking on every surface of this boat, and my mind is just... Where did the other guy and the servants go? Like, there's yeah. they couldn't be off the boat. They're here somewhere. <laughs> His servant or servants and consigliere are still on the boat, just like trying to avoid. They're like locked in their cabins. Like, God, I can't leave because they yeah. fuck everywhere on this boat. Yes. When I watched this the first time, this is when Jake came home. So I had like <laughs> watched up to this point and then Jake came home and he just like was like, what the fuck are you watching? And then I like paused it to explain and then like restarted it. And he just went, that poor boat. <laughs> I was like, the boat? You feel bad for the boat? All right. I mean, I'm sure the boat seen worse. Yeah. It's a rental. It's a rental. We cut to later that day. They're swimming and he's like, let's go to a ball tonight. And she's like, I have nothing to wear. Cue shopping slash makeover montage yeah. number two. Oh, my God. It, they're so, it's so it's so crazy. It's nuts. They go to the ball and Massimo asks her to dance and they do a crazy tango in the middle of a group of people who are just regular dancing. Yeah. As if it's normal. <laughs> but OK, can I point this out really quick? We go from shopping montage to them walking in saying legit three lines of dialogue to each other immediately into a dancing montage right yes insane and then as they're dancing they run into who (gasps) gasp anna who proclaims herself the first and real love of massimo and then basically says should i kill her i thought she was referring to lara as his first and only love because of his obvious years long infatuation with her so he dated Anna for a long time, and she thinks that she should still be his numero uno. But I mean, he does say in the scene, I was always honest with her about what was going on. Yeah, he did break up with her. it was always you. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. He also says in the scene, I've had your portrait up for years, which is yeah. impossible. There would be no way for him to have gotten a picture of someone he could not find. Right. I mean, not that I'm like pointing out the one plot hole that drove me crazy because his dad gets killed by a fucking meteorite. But like this is another glaring plot hole. Also, this movie takes place over 60 days and not 365. I hated this movie. I can't I can't even talk about it. I I have like Star Wars new trilogy levels of hate. (laughs) For this movie. I'm not as emotionally invested, but I don't like this movie. (laughs) So Anna stomps off after saying she's going to kill Laura. And Laura's like, I kind of want to (laughs) leave. Like, we're leaving now. But Massimo does tell Laura what Anna said. What happened, yeah. And then Laura's like, yeah, I want to go. Because my life was just threatened. Yeah. So we cut back to a much smaller bathroom back at the 
hotel or wherever they are. It's honestly Paige is not necessarily about the size. It's about like what you can do with it. Yeah, oh because God. the sinks are the perfect height. <laughs> so uh, because he she's in a tower towel, she's just gotten showered. He's still dressed, and they just like bone zone all over the sinks and against the mirror right. and everything and he literally as she's like coming he's like i'm sending you to poland to see your family i got you an apartment i'll join you there soon yeah ostensibly for her safety. so we cut to her being driven with domenico to the airport which i think the sex scenes peaked on the boat and then this one was kind of a boring one this one was a boring one but i like the next one the next one's pretty cool well we'll talk about him as we go through it Anyway, so she goes to Poland alone. Uh, she shows up on her friend's doorstep and her friend's like, where the fuck have you been? What happened? <laughs> and they like have a heart to heart conversation. I actually sort of like this scene because it was her like talking with her friend about what's actually been going on. And she actually is right. sort of telling the truth here. Uh, it, yes. It's heartbreaking that she's like, oh, but I actually fell in love with him. It, you yeah. know, but like, oh, it's so but terribly it, at least her friend is like, what yes yeah exactly exactly like mm, uh but i do one of my favorite lines in the scene is the whole she's like a body carved by god and she's like what about that dick is that made by god too and she was like the devil which (laughs) leads me to believe that it's horned like why would it be the devil (laughs) it's ripped for her pleasure pleasure. (laughs) the whole purpose of this movie is that like nothing else matters but looks yeah, the movie. <laughs> the movie. Looks or sexual chemistry. No, oh, yeah, or, sexual or both. Yeah. yeah. But in this scene, this is also where she's like, I fell in love with him, but they don't take foreigners as wives. And her best friend is like, okay, uh, <laughs> we're going out. Like, yeah. we're, <laughs> we're yeah. not going to stay inside. She's like, spa day, montage. She was like, I don't have time for this, but we are definitely going to have to cosplay as two of the four Sex in the City girls for the next 48 hours. Yep. Uh, and that's where we get our, our third makeover slash shop- shopping montage. It's and they do so a lot crazy. of spa services. This would be thousands of dollars it, this would be expensive but i am fucking here for it i mean it would be a nice day like yeah yeah anyway now she is a blonde and they're at the club so we get like a club montage my favorite is the guy that tries to hit on them and is yes. like did it hurt and they were like when we fell from heaven bye yeah, like I, no <laughs> i love it he's just like okay i'm gonna go oh, okay and like you just know his friends like five minutes before that were like man just go talk to her the worst thing she can say is no i'm not interested and, and that's comes back exactly and they're like, what, what happened and then he's like it went badly and i hate you guys for making me it do was that bad. yeah it was a bad time so her friend meets a guy and goes off on her own and then she runs into her shitty ex-boyfriend yes and confronts him about like he's like what are you doing here you're supposed to be kidnapped (laughs) yeah (laughs) or Paige, professor boriardi Mm -hmm. anyway she's like you cheated on me he's like no i swear i don't remember i was drunk i'm so sorry i mean he's still one of the hike without her like fuck this guy all day like i hate this Uh, dude yeah they technically have not broken up yet right no she he left a letter yeah massimo left a letter massimo broke up with him for her yeah oh right but I mean, she was like over it. Like she was going to break up with him. I'm not saying she deserved to get kidnapped or anything, but like I do feel like their relationship had run its course. Right. So yeah. she goes to leave. She's like, I'm going home. And he follows her home and is trying to push his way into her apartment. Yes. So he is a shitty dude. Yes. There's not a good guy 
in this series except for Domenico, and that's why he gets his in the second movie. <laughs> Good for you, Domenico. I hope you wash your hand and face. It's actually <laughs> his apartment. <laughs> so he tries to push himself into the apartment, and as he is, we hear Massimo just say, leave her alone. I don't know what you're saying, but she clearly doesn't want you here. Right. So, bye. And so she, like, she switches gears immediately and is like, oh, Martin, do you want to meet Massimo? Because yeah. I feel like she's like, perfect. I know someone who's going to get mad and shoot you for no reason. <laughs> meet Massimo. Uh, so her boyfriend leaves. She closes the door. He he does the, you look stunning, baby girl. And she slaps him of like, why'd you leave me in Poland alone for like three days or whatever it was? <laughs> yeah. Why did you leave me in Poland to hang out with my best friend and have a huge spa day? You bastard. How dare you? You bastard. Uh, so he pushes her up against the window because she lives in like a high rise. Yeah. And they have sex against the window with a cool crane shot outside. Or I think it was a drone. It has to have been a drone yeah. page. But yeah, it was pretty hilarious. Yeah. Hilarious drone shot. And then they're having sex inside the apartment, not in the windows. Right. And she says, I don't need 365 days. I love you. Which, by the way, it's like day max 75. No, it's not, Paige. It's day 50. Like It has to be. She says two months to her friend. So it has to be more than 60 days. But she just got back to her friend. So it has to be like day 61 then. Or Well, it's she's been gone for more than two months, but they mentioned two months. So it's at least 60. It's infuriating. We don't know how long she's with her friend, but like, yeah, it's 65, 75 max. Anyway. Yeah, it's definitely not 365 days. Right, right, right. Uh, The next morning she wakes up and he's already put the ring on her in her sleep. Shit, I thought that was so funny because he like he asks her and then she's like, yes or whatever. And then she looks at her finger and it's already there. And I was like. I would definitely wake up if someone was forcing a ring they hadn't properly sized on my finger. Oh, you know that he, while she was sleeping another time, got her ring size. Oh, I'm sure that's true. Yeah. This leads us into our fourth shopping montage. Oh, my God. This is the one where he... This is the one where Massimo looks like extra like over it, like pissed. Super over it and is mad that she's trying on skimpy dresses because he's like, not my wife, uh, but whatever. Yeah, which I thought was a weird angle. Like you fell in love with this woman because she was wearing, maybe not because of, but and during this time she has been wearing skimpy stuff. Like why try and change her now because she is becoming your wife? Yeah, it's it's strange. Right. Uh, but so they show up. She buys this crazy glitter club dress that is very much like, a club dress and then wears it to someone else's wedding where it's she stands out bonkers. so it's crazy They're like oh who brought that escort to this wedding <laughs> well like who brought someone from the grammys to this wedding is what it looks like and like this is something that rita ora would wear at a low-tier award show like it's wild and then her parents are there dressed normal for a wedding and she, like, as they're walking up, is like, don't tell them what you do for a living. And he's like, oh, fine. I guess they don't get to know. Like, he's super bitchy about it. Yeah. And then he immediately tells them what he does for a living. Basically, yeah. yeah, yeah I'm yeah, a yeah. gangster. Oh, cool. Do you yeah. like vodka? Like, <laughs> yeah. The dialogue is so, it like, doesn't even matter. Like, it doesn't even matter what they're saying. It doesn't. My favorite is we do see the bouquet toss from this wedding and they do it as like with the bride in the back of a car. And she falls. And she like she falls and we don't see if she falls out of the car, but it looks like she may have. No, I think she just fell into the back seat of the car. Yeah, yeah. just something. But Laura catches the bouquet, but no one else seemed to be trying. Yeah, no one else was around her. She was like 
Uh, she had Massimo on one side, parents on the other, and then it was just her. And they were like, oh my God, you caught the bouquet that was thrown directly to you and no one else was around. Right. Your husband paid me $18,000 to, <laughs> to give you this bouquet. <laughs> Uh, I think you mean your future husband, Mikey. Fiance. Fiance. Slash man who kidnapped you. Kidnapper. Let's not forget where we actually are, guys. So we cut to, they're back at the compound, and she's like, hey, I know you said that my family and friends can't come to the wedding, but please let me bring my best friend. I told her about you. It's fine. Um, And he's like, okay, well, I'm going to go do errands today. Do you want to go? And she's like, I'm not feeling great, which is our first clue that she is pregadinant. Right. So she goes into town to pick up her friend and immediately tells her best friend, like, yo, uh, definitely Prugante and then also engaged. And her friend is like, what the fuck are you doing? The fuck? What are you doing? You may be in a golden cage, but it's still a cage. Right. Like, what the what are you what is happening? And she's like, but I love him. And I said, yes, willingly. And it's like, well, I mean, Stockholm Stockholm syndrome is a thing. So, yeah. Yeah. And her friend is like, well, whatever happens, I will raise this child with you if that's what it comes to. And then we get into our fifth shopping montage for wedding dresses. She's like, I would love a wildly inappropriate wedding dress. (laughs) (laughs) A panina tournée, if you will. Um, (laughs) I love paninis, man. I don't care who makes them, tournée, whoever. But paninis are great. Little toasty sandwich? Hell yeah. Yummies. So this scene does something really important and it sows the seeds of an Olga Domenico power couple for part two. It does, yes. Because it's them flirting on the sofa together and I was like, oh, I bet they get together in the second movie. They do and I root for them the whole damn time. Nice. So she finds her dress and she's like, I want to be with him and keep the baby. And they're like, yay, let's drive back through the tunnel. And as that's happening, Martin calls Massimo and he's like, they're going to kill Laura. And Laura and her friend are just in the tunnel like, ha, 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 ha. And then we cut to Massimo sinking to his knees like, no, Padme, no. And then <laughs> I want to point out that his consigliere is trying to call him and he gets a busy signal, which is the first time I've seen anyone ever get a busy signal when calling <laughs> from cell phone to cell phone. In modern day, too. Yes. But then we cut to the tunnel where we see police cars in and around the tunnel. Yeah. And, and that's, that's the movie. movie. So having seen the movie, having talked about the movie, what do you guys think about 365, which is really more like 75 days? Yeah. I don't want to use the term Euro trash lightly. <laughs> I, I want it to I, feel pointed I, and aggravated. <laughs> but I will say that this movie is that. Okay. Interesting take. Interesting, interesting take. It's bad. Yeah. It's bad. It is. Oh, here but it I'm comes. also here. It comes again. Oh, there was a big butt. You heard it, Mikey. Uh, no, uh-huh. But also, but also, I'm very entertained by it because it's bad. Like in its badness, I find it hilarious. Yes, Paige. This is the antithesis of from Justin to Kelly because this is right. also bad, but it's very yes. watchable bad, and not just because the porn, like legit porn scenes that we see, like right. even the dialogue and stuff is crazy. And you could tell they tried to make it good. Oh, I do feel like. The people that worked on this movie were like, yes, we're making yeah. a good movie. And they simply were not. Yeah. Well, and here's the thing. Fifty Shades is not a good movie either. No, like, this falls this into is, that same category. Absolutely. This is that same category. Absolutely. Yeah. But would I watch this again? Probably not. Will I watch the second one? Absolutely. Oh, the, here's the thing. 
you gotta watch this one to set up the second one. And I will say the sex scenes in this one are are maybe a little bit better because there's more of them. The second one goes into the story more and it's fucking nuts. That honestly makes me want to watch it even more. I'm going to do my best to not watch it until you make us watch it for this because I want like a first time experience. I want to come in fresh. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah, Or as Mikey says, eat flesh. Eat flesh. (laughs) So Paige, do you have any fun facts for us? I do. Well, here it is with your fun facts. It's porn. Fun facts. Fun facts. <laughs> uh, I'm going to start out with what I know everyone is wondering. Yes. How much does that shower cost? Welcome back to How Much Does That Shower Cost? The only podcast that breaks down every movie shower and tells you how much it would cost. Paige, now, to you. Thank you. Uh, I estimate that that shower is about 100 square feet. And so these numbers are based on those measurements. Now, I'm going to list out cost of supplies and then cost of installation. So for the tile, because it is black marble tile, your best case scenario is about $5,400 for that amount of tile. Um, The fixtures are a cool $1,200 for the bath and the two shower (laughs) fixtures. The bathtub itself, which is a black marble bathtub, is eleven grand. Oh, my Um, God. Now, the installation for an average bathroom remodel is about 25K on the high end, which this would definitely be high end working with materials like that. Absolutely. Uh, Which means we got to at least double it because this is twice or more the size of a normal bathroom and it's entirely covered in tile. (laughs) So this shower costs between 60 to $70,000 alone. On its own. What? Yes. Okay. Easily. Let's talk about the screenwriter first before we dig into the actor. All right. So the screenwriter of this movie, Blanca Lipinska, who she had the, she wrote the novel and then adapted it. And then there's a couple other writers that come in to kind of help with the adaptation. She is a um, interesting person and It seems like she specifically wanted the actor who played Massimo, like she had some input in choosing him. She also wanted the part of the attendant. Really? The flight attendant. Oh, really? Yes. Did she get it? Was she the flight attendant? She was not. Uh, But one of the things that she had said in in interviews, but also in, in the process of trying to get that role, is that she felt like she was one of the only people who could accurately portray the emotion in the scene (laughs) she did not get (laughs) that part now she also had some say over the editing of this film because originally in in early cuts of the film the spit scene on the boat Uh was cut out because they thought it would not play well in other parts of the world specifically america they didn't think americans would be really um and she argued that it was a very popular gesture in poland for couples and i was like what's your subset size for this data but um so she basically put her foot down and argued for them to put it back in which okay. is kind of interesting. Yeah. The sex scenes of this movie, while hilarious at times, are actually pretty unique. They did something that they don't typically do with sex scenes where they actually pulled all the cameras back um, and then just had the actors run the scene a few times. And certain cameras were responsible for close ups. 
others for wide shots. Yeah. The actors don't know what's what. Uh, they're just doing the scene, which I think lends itself to looking more real because it does look very real. But it it's does. also why. You... Yeah, that's the same relationship I have with my ring cameras. <laughs> right. Um, but it's also why you occasionally see the privacy patches yeah. because you can't when you're when you're shooting from that far away and you're kind of limited to the few takes that you have, you can't really account for that. So let's talk about Massimo. <laughs> Let's please. Yeah, let's talk about him. He he is an actor, had been an actor in Italy for a long time. And, and actually, I do have a, a brief quote where he has said that he wanted to become an actor after watching a Harry Potter film at age 11 because. OK, I, because spoiler, Massimo is younger than all of us. Yeah. As I told Todd earlier. Yeah. Um, yeah. Massimo is a little bit younger than my younger sister. Uh, so he was inspired to become an actor by Harry Potter. And he also. Uh, he started acting in middle school in like a, an after school program, but then was forced to repeat his first year of high school because he was held back for bad behavior. <laughs> <laughs> okay, cool. Shocking no one. I know. Uh, <laughs> anyway, before he got the script for this movie, he had had kind of a rough patch in his career. He hadn't had a parts recently he was largely like a television guy kind of like a soap opera kind of thing yeah uh he was newly divorced he had no money was super depressed and decided to take a job working at a gar as a he decided to take a job working as a gardener in a village in italy okay for five months he was just like i'm just gonna be a gardener like my career is over this okay. is what i'm gonna do they reached out to him directly to offer the role wow which okay i think that's part of my theory as to like I think she kind of handpicked which if you go through like Twilight 50 Shades all of the authors have had someone that they wanted to pick for their role they rarely get that person in this case I think she got that person good for her so he gets the script and quits his job immediately <laughs> it's Absolutely. just like fuck being a gardener yeah. like, <laughs> let's go uh, and now part of the reason that he has most of the fun facts for this movie is because he gives crazy interviews like <laughs> and by crazy, I mean, like anyone who's like, hey, we need to interview for this movie. He's like, perfect. I'll tell you everything. <laughs> and you're like, you can hold stuff back. <laughs> but people have compared this film to Fifty Shades. And he specifically is just like Fifty Shades is too clean and it's not passionate enough. This movie's better. Basically, like, fuck your Fifty Shades. <laughs> Which I think is very, very funny. Now, because he gives in interviews with too much information, um, we have some inside insight into what the attendant scene was actually like and how they did it. Okay. Uh -huh. So, as I mentioned, all the sex in this film is simulated. It is not real. Right. No matter what anyone online tells you, it is not real. In this scene in particular, they put a strap on on him with a prosthetic, which is very common in scenes like this. That makes sense. Yeah, but he basically, the, the actress had to perform on the prosthetic. Yeah. So he basically watched someone perform and he was like it was really weird and people kept giggling and it was breaking my i like just be serious i'm trying to do <laughs> like we got to get through it yeah no pun intended but that would be super hard for me to sit through 
Yeah, uh, and he he basically said, and he said that like he met her. They only get to talk for like a minute, and then they had to like do the scene. Oh my god! Yeah, okay. And and he said it was like really awkward and and funny, and it was the hardest scene to shoot. And yeah. I was like, yeah, that explains why it's a super weird scene. Yeah, all of that checks out. Everything you said makes absolute sense to me. Yeah, Massimo. Yeah, Massimo. Uh, he also believes that the character of Massimo is a sex addict. And thought that one of the things that he needed to work on the most was the eyes, that his eyes should, quote, have fire like a devil. And he said it was difficult because he's not a sex addict. So he had to, like, build a character about that. And he's like someone who's always thinking about sex. And I was like, interesting, interesting interpretation. Okay. I do love how this guy, even in real life, sounds like he is just reciting dialogue from this movie. Like that to me is very funny. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. He's like, I'm not like Massimo at all. And I was like, really? I just needed more fire in my eyes. Oh, okay. More fire. Fire like a devil. Yeah. Um, So he has multiple times said like he doesn't have any problem with the highly explicit sex scenes because in Italy sex scenes on film are more explicit than we are used to in America. Yeah. So whenever people in America are like, how'd you deal with the crazy sex in this? And he's like, this is normal sex scenes for movies. So uh, he also has come out publicly and so has she uh, that they're like, we did not. It is simulated. We did not have sex. We're good actors. We know how to fake it. Right. But it is not real. So despite bad reviews. Wait, what? I, I know this movie. I know this actually became a mega hit for Netflix yeah. and it actually did have a theatrical run in Poland. Not we'll talk about it. Know that. Yeah. Oh, I've got it. Um, and Netflix bought it and it has not left the top 10 on Netflix in multiple countries since. Yeah, because it's like it's porn. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. Now, not everyone appreciates this movie. Uh, there is an anti-rape organization called Pro Empower that has written an open letter to try and get this pulled from Netflix. And honestly, everything they say without reading the letter, I bet I would agree with. I bet it's true. Yeah. I bet I would agree with it as well. Yeah. And finally, when asked what her favorite part of the screen adaptation of her novel was, Blanka Lipinska just said, the sex is great. <laughs> uh, she's also the second writer in Razzie history to win the worst screenplay award for adapting her own work. (laughs) (laughs) That's amazing. Uh, And not only did this get bad reception from that one particular group, but critics in Poland and throughout Europe criticized this movie for its super anti-feminist messages. What? This Uh, is (laughs) anti-feminist? Many called it misogynistic. Many, Uh, many, yeah, yeah. In general, critical reception has been negative <laughs> oh i'm sure yeah oh she okay so uh blanca does end up in the movie she plays the bride that throws the bouquet oh okay cool but she wanted to be the attendant anyway yeah and those are your fun facts well thank you for those fun facts page i have an additional fun fact i wasn't sure yes. if you were gonna have this so i saved it oh oh do you want to talk the soundtrack yes <laughs> yeah so let's do it <laughs> the actor who plays massimo actually sings four songs on the soundtrack and a, a lot of them during the shopping marta- montages yeah uh, one of them is called dark room one of them call- is the closing credits is also him yes. and it, that's another day he released an album simultaneously with this movie coming yes. out as a way to promote the movie yeah yep he even he went on record saying when i started recording the album i had no idea how to sing and that does come across in some of the songs because uh. i listened 
to every one of the yes. tracks. They're all on Spotify. <laughs> it's wild. It's a because I, I listened to it as well. I I dug through to try and find. There is a music video for one of them oh, that God. has. I mean, millions of downloads. Sure. And it includes scenes from the movie. That's why. But do you want to watch it together? I don't really want to watch porn with you. I would feel weird about no, that. No, 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 no. <laughs> I, I, I don't. I have not seen it. So I don't know which okay. scenes it is. I feel like that's a, that's, that's a roll of the dice. It's, well, it's on YouTube. YouTube means that it can't include. That nudity. That's right. Explicit sex. Yeah. So anyway. But yeah, so he sang most of it. Yeah, he did. But let's do box office. So yes. uh, I don't have a budget for this movie, I, I so I don't know that information, and I don't know what Netflix paid for it, but it did right. get an international release. Um, and I say that, but I believe this is a Polish production. So yes, it is. for them, it would be a domestic, re- you know, a domestic release. And it made almost nine million dollars in Poland. It made eight point nine million dollars. Uh, it was also released for a very short time in the United Kingdom. Uh, and it made another f- almost five hundred thousand dollars. So total, it made. or almost $9.5 million at the box office. And then Netflix paid probably a shitload of money for it. So I don't know, but I'm sure it made money. I just can't tell you how much it made. Yeah. But that is your box office. So Mikey, do you want to hit him with that romance scale? (sighs) I guess it's a scale that we made up a couple weeks ago where we decide how romantic a film is on a scale of one to 10. I'll go to Todd first. Oh, okay. Um, I'm going to give it a one because it's not romantic. He kidnaps her and she is his prisoner the whole movie. Yeah, I, I'm in the same boat. Yeah, I am <laughs> also in the same boat. Yeah, but yeah. I will say take out the kidnapping. It's pretty sexy. I, would, I don't know if it's romantic, but there's some pretty sexy moments in this movie. Yeah, I mean, he, let me say this. Take out the kidnapping and abuse. Yeah. And Massimo can get it. But that's without the kidnapping and abuse, which is the bulk of this movie. Right. I mean, that's all of this whole movie is a kidnap abuse movie. Yeah. Okay. Yes. So this week, Paige made us watch 365 slash really 75 days the movie. Right. What are you, Mikey, making us watch next week? I used the phrase Euro trash. So I thought I would pivot (laughs) to white trash. Okay. (laughs) We're going to do home fries with Drew Barrymore and um, Luke Wilson. It is Luke Wilson, yeah. It's in a small town. He, in some ways, involved with the death of her boyfriend, and then they get together. Oh, oh wow. Okay. okay. Interesting. All right. I've never seen this, but awesome. <laughs> yeah, me neither. All right. So your homework for next week is to get Moonshine drunk and watch Home Fries with Drew Barrymore and Luke Wilson. <laughs> and she's also pregnant in the movie. Of course she is. She's also pregnant, but she's also wearing, if memory serves, a wig-ass wig. So, like, oh. yeah, the moonshine will help with that, I think. So, um, yeah, guys, if you like this power thruple that we have here on this podcast, make sure to check out our other podcast, The Horror Virgin. And that is the only other podcast that Mikey and I are on. But Paige gets around and she is on two other podcasts, Black Card Rehab and Cult Podcast. So, guys, definitely check out those because they're amazing. If you want to follow us on social, we are at Romancing the Pod Show. Yes. Yes. On Instagram, and we are at something else on Twitter who I just have never taken the time to learn it's, it. It's just Romancing Pod Show because they have a character oh. limit and it's show, S-H-O, like Showtime. So guys, check that out as well. And if you want to follow us all individually, Paige is at Rampage Wesley everywhere, including TikTok. 
except for Twitter, where she is at Paige Wesley. Mikey is at M Randolph 24 and I am at Todd J awesome everywhere. And guys, we got a PO box. So if you want to send us some love letters or whatever you might send to a PO box, it's actually not a PO box. It's like a regular street address. It's pretty awesome. It's, 6688 Nolensville Road, number 108-34, Brentwood, Tennessee, 37027. So send us some stuff. Yeah. That's going to be it for us, you guys. I'm Paige. I'm Mikey. And I'm Todd. And you complete us. To completion. Are you lost, baby girl? (laughs) What's your pickup line, Mikey? Your boyfriend paid me to kidnap you for a year. (laughs) (laughs) I knew Professor Moriarty was behind it. Bye. Fantasizing about being kidnapped by a rich man nerds. Yeah.